In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, tonight, we will continue our Bible study from the Gospel of St. John, uh, chapter uh, 21. Last week, actually, we studied the first 14 uh, verses, from verse 1 to verse 14, and it was about catching many fish uh, and we compared between this miracle and the miracle that happened before uh, the crucifixion and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ so tonight we'll start from verse 15 chapter 21 so when they had eaten breakfast Jesus said to Simon Peter Simon son of Jonah do you love me more than this? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. We notice here that the Lord called him by his old name, Simon, son of Jonah. Even the evangelist, when he recorded this story, he said, Jesus said to Simon Peter, so uh, St. John combined both names, Simon Peter. But the Lord told him, Simon, son of Jonah. Uh, actually, all of us, we know that when Peter confessed that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, God changed his name into Peter, which means rock, uh, to indicate his strong faith, the faith like a rock. So, the Lord here, when he called him Simon, uh, son of Jonah, as if the Lord, as if Peter uh, has had fallen from the steadfastness of the rock man. He was like a rock, but he fell from this level by the denial when he denied our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and had been true to his natural uh, being than to his apostolic name. So the Lord called him by the original name, Simon, uh, son of Jonah, not by the apostolic name, Peter. And when he told him, do you love me more than this? Uh, more than this can be interpreted in, in two different ways. The first way, uh, the beginning of this chapter, Simon actually went back to his uh, old profession as uh, a fisherman, and he went and he, and he caught many, uh, many fish. So maybe the Lord Jesus Christ is telling him, uh, do you love me more than your old way of life to be a fisherman, uh, are you willing to give this completely now and to follow me or not? So, as if the Lord is asking him, are you willing to give up all for me, to give up your profession, everything for me or not? But also, the, the second way to understand more than this, do you remember on Thursday, uh, covenant Thursday, Peter told him, 
Peter said to the Lord, if everybody denied you, I will not deny you. So Peter compared himself with the rest of the disciples and he said, if even all the disciples denied you, I will not deny you. So the Lord here is telling him, uh, do you love me more than the disciples? Are you still confident of your love that you thought it will never fail? And at the end, you are the only one who denied me. Uh, so the Lord actually intended to ask if Peter still believe that his love for the Lord is greater than the rest of the apostles or, or not. Uh, Peter is being asked in a way to declare his ultimate loyalty to the Lord. When he, the Lord told him, do you love me? So the Lord, the Lord actually is asking Peter to declare his ultimate loyalty. This question actually was asked three times. Let us read the three times. First time the Lord told him more than these. That's verse 15. And he told him, feed my lambs. Verse 16, he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? I want you to notice he did not say more than this in the second and the third time. More than this was mentioned only in the first time. Peter, he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. I want you to compare. First time he told him, Feed my lambs. Second time told him, tend my sheep. So first time he said, lamb, second time sheep. Verse 17, he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. So the first time he used lamb, but second or third time he used sheep. So this question was asked three times. Uh, and in order for the Lord to restore Peter, who denied him three times. That's why Peter had to declare his love for the Lord three times, as he denied him three uh, times. Uh, before I speak about why the Lord first time said lamb and then he said uh, sheep and also to explain why first time he said more than this but second and third time he did not mention, I want you to look into the external uh, circumstances here. Uh, there are two scenes very important here. The first scene, uh, the lake casting net for 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 catch of fish, uh, and uh, the boat, fishermen, that is the first scene. Second scene, if you remember, when they came out from the sea, as we read in in verse nine, John twenty one verse nine, then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, 
and fish laid on it um, and bread. So the second scene is the coals of fire. Why I'm saying these two scenes are very important. If you remember when the Lord called Peter very, very first time in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, he called him on a lake. Peter was casting net into the sea. Peter uh, was surrounded with Andrew, James, and, and John. All of them were fishermen. And the Lord told him in that time, I want you to be fisher of men. Fisher of men. And instead of being a fisherman, to be fisher of men. So, the lake is the very same spot that the Lord called him in the beginning of the ministry three years ago, the net, the boat, I'm sure brought back to his mind uh, the, the, uh, when the Lord told him, do you love me? Uh, it reminded Peter by the first calling. And this first calling was a turning point in the life of Peter. He left everything and followed the Lord Jesus Christ until he denied him and all this instant of crucifixion and resurrection. So now Peter actually is renewing his vow to the Lord, his commitment, his loyalty. Yes, I, I love you more than anything else. I will leave everything and I will follow you. That's the first scene. But the second scene, the fire of coals, I'm sure you remember that Peter denied the Lord Jesus Christ while they were warming themselves on fire of coal. So, the fire of coals, beside the Lord, the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, reminded Peter with the denial scene. If you read in John chapter 18, verse 18, Peter denied him while he was warming himself on coals of fire, or, or fires of coal. Uh, so, now Peter is seeing the fire of coals before him, and also he is conscious of the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, who knows everything. So, Peter uh, was burning from inside, from within, with thoughts of repentance and shame. He was embarrassed, ashamed, how he denied the Lord Jesus Christ. So, all of this actually came to his mind. So we can see how Peter remembered his first calling uh, in Matthew chapter 4, three years ago. And also he remembered his denial. Uh, and now he is standing about the, uh, before the Lord answering this question, do you love me more than this? As if the Lord is saying, in order to restore you to your ministry, ministry of saving souls, the only requirement that I want from you is to love me. So, the Lord cannot entrust a person with this ministry unless his heart is filled with love for God. The Lord cannot entrust a person with this ministry unless his heart is filled with love for God. And when Peter told him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you, he told him, Feed my lambs. Feed my lambs 
is the true indication of loving God. If I love God, then I will feed his children. Because someone who does not love the Lord cannot minister to souls, cannot be concerned for, for their salvation, then he does not realize their value to God, the value of, the, of these souls to God. But if I love God, then I, I know the value of these souls to God, so I will go and tend and feed um, the names. Uh, the value, we know the Lord has died for these souls, and he offered his precious blood to redeem uh, them. Another observation, the Lord, the three times he asked him, he, the word love, do you love me? He used the word agape. You know, the Gospel of St. John was written in Greek. So, in the Greek text, the Lord used the word agape. Agape actually is the sublime love. is the highest form of love. Agape is the unconditional, sacrificial, limitless, willful love. But Peter, who is embarrassed and ashamed because he denied the Lord Jesus Christ, he did not answer with the same term. He did not say when he told him, you know that I love you, he did not use the word agape here, but he used the word philo. Philo is a mutual love between friends. It is conditional and uh, it is mutual. Uh, so it is less than the agape. So the Lord asked Peter to love him on the level of agape, but Peter was honest and ashamed from himself. So he said to him, yes, I love you, but still I cannot promise the agape level, but I'm still at the philia level. Why the Lord first time used the lamb and then second and third time used sheep? As you know, the lamb is a young uh, sheep. So the lamb are represent the spiritually immature, those who are children in Christ, those who are infant in Christ. They did not grow into spiritual maturity. But the sheep are spiritually mature people of the congregation. So the first time the Lord asked the question, uh, he told him, when Peter told him, you know that I love you, they told him and trusted him to tend the, the infant in Christ, the spiritually mature, the lambs. But the repetition, when Peter repeated the same answer second and third time, which means the determination to uh, follow the Lord Jesus Christ and to love him, then the Lord actually entrusted him with those who are spiritually mature. That's why first time he used the word lambs, second and third time he used the word sheep. Also, the first time he told him more than this, comparing Peter to his brothers, because it is Peter who told him, even if everybody denied you, I will not deny you. Uh, 
so the Lord here told him, do you really love me? And your love for me is greater than others? But now, when Peter learned how to be humble, even in his answer, did not use the word uh, agape, but used the word philia, uh, and did not answer with pride and confidence in his own power. Because when Peter told him, even if they denied you, I will not deny you, this actually confidence in his power. So the Lord, in the second and third time, uh, did not compare him to his brothers. Uh, uh, but he told him, do you love me? So the answer of Peter first time was humbleness, made two major changes in the second and third time. First, the Lord did not compare him with others anymore. He learned his lesson, Peter. And, and then instead of just entrusting him with the lambs, the spiritually immature, now he entrusted him with the sheep. Uh, so, when Peter repeated the same word of humbleness, the Lord actually raised him to a higher level of restoration. Uh, and, and he granted him a higher grace, restoring grace. Uh, also, there is a change in the, only in the English text, but in the Arabic text and in the Coptic text, there is no change. What do I mean? First time the Lord told him, feed my, my lambs. Second time he told him, tend my sheep. Third time, feed my sheep. So there is a change from tend, uh, mean from feed to tend, then feed. Feed, tend, feed. But in, in Arabic, the three times he told him, Ira. Also in Coptic, there is no change. Uh, so some actually people who made reflection on the English text, they said, in the first time, the Lord just entrusted him with simple feeding. Just feed my, my, my lambs, not more. But the second time when Peter answered humbly, so the Lord now is raising, elevating Peter into a level of a shepherd. Tend my sheep, tend, take care of them. And part of tending them is to feed them. That's why in the third time he told him, feed my sheep. Uh, so first time he just told him, feed the lambs. But second time he told him, tend, now you are a shepherd. St. Jerome said, Peter's faith had been shaken due to the suffering of the Lord. Because of the suffering of the Lord, the faith of Peter was shaken. And now he shed bitter tears as he heard the Lord's tender words, tend my sheep. So St. Jerome said, uh, Peter definitely cried when he said Peter grieved. So not only grieved according to St. Jerome, but also he cried when he heard the tender words of the Lord. But 
another explanation why he was saddened, uh, because the third question when the Lord asked him three times, reminded him with his denial three times. Uh, but for Peter, who denied the Lord three times, now actually, uh, he was given opportunity to confess his love for the Lord three uh, times. Uh, so although Peter resented this repetition of question, but it was part of his restoration and part of his healing. Maybe he was grieved because uh, doubt was indicated as he knew he had given cause for doubt by denying the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, he may have thought that Jesus seemed to distrust the reality of his personal love for him. That's why, as we read in verse 17, Peter was grieved. Uh, that's why the third time, Peter's response is different than the first and second time. First and second time, he told him simply, Lord, you know that I love you. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. But the third time he told him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. So as if he's telling him, why, not why you are asking me. He told him, you, are, you can search my heart. You can search my mind. You can search my reign. You know everything. So you know that I, I, I really, from the, the depth of my heart, I really love you. So Peter here appeals with earnestness to God because he is the omniscient God. He knows everything. The searcher of all hearts who knows all people, all things, the secret thoughts, the dispositions, the affections of man's mind. So Peter told him, Lord, you know, you are God. You know my heart completely. You know that I really, really love you. Uh, then the Lord said at time, he told him, feed my uh, sheep. There are some actually may take this responsibility to feed the sheep of God. Uh, and they pretend to do it although they don't love Christ. How do, do you know these people? As the Lord in, in John chapter 10 compared between the hireling and the true shepherd. Hireling and true shepherd. So, these false shepherds, hireling, they tend actually to feed themselves, not to feed the flock. And uh, they feed also the goats of the world, not the sheep of Christ. And in time of danger, they will run away and leave the flock. As the Lord said, the hireling, will, will, when he sees the wolf is coming, he will run away and escape because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. But only 
the true lovers of the Lord Jesus Christ who faithfully love him, these, they perform this service of tending the sheep, feeding the lambs, feeding the, the sheep. They do this and they will abide in it by preaching the pure gospel of Christ and directing all souls to Christ. Only those who love God genuinely from their heart. Verse 18. Then after the Lord restored Peter, he told him about how he would glorify God in his death. So verse 18. Most assuredly I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands like the cross, because Peter died crucified, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. Verse 19, St. John explaining this verse. This he, Jesus, spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. So verse 18 explaining to us how Peter would die, how he would be martyred. As we know, he was crucified, his head down. Um, and when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. So after the Lord is, uh, explained to Peter how he would die, he told Peter, follow me. So the Lord starts by saying, most assuredly I say to you, Usually when the Lord says, most assuredly I say to you, this is a way of speaking often used by Christ to raise attention and to affirm what's spoken. So as if he's telling, pay attention to what I'm going to tell you right now. So as I explained, stretching your hand means being crucified. So these words in verse 18, refer to the martyrdom of St. Peter. Uh, scholar Tertullian says, Peter is girded by another when he was bound to the cross. When actually they bound him to the cross, they girded, uh, they girded him, he did not gird himself. Uh, St. John Chrysostom said, for since Peter had continually said, I will lay down my life for you, Peter repeated this, on, especially on Covenant Thursday. He said to the Lord, I will, I will lay down my life for you. And also he said, though I should die with you, yet I will not deny you. Peter said to the Lord, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. As we read in Matthew 26, verse 35. So now the Lord Jesus Christ has given him back his desire. That's why he told him, that is how you are going to die in your old age. In his youth, when he was young, Peter, he was free to gird himself whenever he wanted and to go wherever he wished. Because of this freedom, he submitted himself into the hand of his Savior, three years ago, 
when he decided to be fisher of men and to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And as if he is saying to, to the Lord, Gird me, O Lord, and carry me according to the divine will. Wherever you want to carry me, I will follow you. St. Augustine said, This is where he ended, by dying with complete love for the sake of the one to whom he had boldly promised he would die for him. So, St. Augustine said, Peter, his life ended by dying for Christ, whom he loved, and whom he promised he would die for him, for Christ. He did so when he was strengthened by the Lord's resurrection. Before the resurrection, he was weak. He denied the Lord Jesus Christ three times. But after he was strengthened by the resurrection, he was able to die for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because resurrection is the object of his promise, which he vowed when he was still immature. So St. Augustine is saying, when Peter actually vowed to die for Christ, he did not realize that he cannot do this until the resurrection and the receiving power from on high when the Holy Spirit descended upon them. So the ultimate, uh, St. Augustine continue, the ultimate old order of things was that the Lord should die first, then Peter would die as a result of preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. So that is the order. The Lord dies, the Lord is risen, then Peter, after receiving the Holy Spirit, he can die for Christ. End of the quote. Uh, and St. John said, signifying by what death he would glorify God. So the martyrdom of St. Peter definitely glorified God. Uh, so when we suffer for Christ, when we accept suffering for Christ, that's how we glorify God. In, in our current time, we see how the 21 martyrs of Libya, how they glorify the God in the whole world, in the whole world. Uh, three years ago, I'm speaking about Peter. Uh, when the Lord said to Peter, follow me, after uh, the catch of many fish, uh, Peter actually left the Sea of Galilee and he became one of the twelve and followed the Lord Jesus Christ. But now the Lord is saying the same word after he told him about his death. He's saying the same word, follow me. But now there is difference. Follow me is different than follow me three years earlier. Uh, Peter will indeed follow the Lord Jesus Christ and will spread the gospel message across to the known world. That's one meaning. But the other meaning of follow me that the Lord said it in, in John 21 is to follow me not only in imitation of the Lord's life, but in imitation of his death. That's why Peter was crucified like the Lord Jesus Christ. So as if he's telling him, Follow me not only in preaching the gospel, being one of the apostles, but follow me also in my death. 
20. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciples whom Jesus loved, John, following, who also, John, had leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? So, we must suppose that Peter had left with our Lord Jesus Christ. So, this dialogue was between the Lord Jesus Christ and Peter. But John had followed them from a distance. Uh, so, now Peter asks the Lord, what about this man? Uh, what kind of death this man will have? You told me I will die like you crucified. I will follow you. I will stretch my hand. What about John? We know that you love John. And John has a special place. So is he going to die like us? Or natural death? So... We can sense here certain jealousy or curiosity from uh, Peter. Also, uh, there is a comparison here between Peter, who is most of the time impulsive, and John, this beloved disciple, who is quiet and self-assured. That's why John mentioned that he leaned on the chest of our Lord Jesus Christ, put his head on on the Lord's chest during the supper on Thursday. And uh, actually, although he did not proclaim that he will never deny the Lord Jesus Christ, but John did not deny him. And John is the only one who followed the Lord to the cross. And uh, the relationship between the Lord Jesus Christ and John was not hurt in any way like what happened between Peter and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, So, how the Lord reacted to this inquiry when Peter told him what going to happen to John, how he would die? Definitely, the Lord was not pleased with this inquiry. That's why in verse 22, The Lord said to him, Jesus said to him, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. As if the Lord told him, Mind your business. If I want John to live until I come, my second coming, uh, coming, why? Why does this matter to you? You follow me. Verse 23, Then this says, saying, went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say to Peter, to him, that he would not die. But if I will, if I want, that uh, he remain till I come, what is that to you? So, the Lord was not pleased uh, with uh, Peter's inquiry. Uh, That's why he led Peter uh, uh, to, or reminded Peter with the 
original command. You follow me. That's what you need to do. Don't worry yourself by others and the business of others. Mind your own business. As if the Lord told him, you follow me and stop inquiring about other. We can see how these two disciples, Peter and John, have been compared and contrasted in chapter 20 and 21. In the two chapters, last two chapters, there was comparison and uh, contrast between both of them. But when we study the book of Acts, we can see how through this experience, a special bond was created between John and Peter. That's why we saw them several times in the book of Acts together. Just I will give you some references. In Acts chapter 3, verse 1, and verses 3 and verse 11. Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Acts chapter 8, verse 14. Um, So, uh, this experience actually created a special bond between Peter and John. Uh, So, the Lord actually here declared the fate of both men. To one, he will suffer and die, Peter. And to the other, yes, he will suffer, but he will live uh, and die naturally. Uh, So, John actually lived a long time. Uh, He he, he survived all the apostles. And... uh, John actually is the only one who is not martyred. All the twelve were martyred except John. John died a natural death. Saint Irenaeus, Bishop of uh, Lyons, uh, Saint Irenaeus was a disciple of Saint Polycarp, and Polycarp was a disciple of John. So Saint Irenaeus is telling telling us that John lived into the reign of Emperor Tumitian, who died in 96 AD. So, John actually lived to the end of the first uh, century. It's interesting, Peter, in his first letter, he said, Let no one suffer as a murderer, or evildoer, or busybody. And... Why he put busybody actually with murderer and evildoer? Because here the Lord rebuked him for being a busybody and told the uh, Lord told him, mind your business. So Peter in his first uh, letter, uh, he reminded all of us to mind our own business and not to be busy. But the last two verses in this chapter, which actually is the last chapter in the Gospel of St. John, this is the disciple who testifies of these things as eyewitness and wrote these things and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. So, uh, John testifies that he is an eyewitness to the events that he recorded in his gospel. Also, he is pleading, he's pledging, sorry, he's pledging his honor that 
what he has recorded is true. Uh, no book could record, no words could tell the life of our Lord Jesus Christ and what he did. Nothing, as St. John said, if we want to write everything, the whole world will not be enough to contain the books. Uh, St. John saw and believed and wrote these things that we may also believe. And when we believe, we'll have eternal life in his name, in the name of Jesus. Uh, but the whole redeeming life, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the work of our Lord Jesus Christ, God who became man, actually had a quality of infinity about it. That's why he said the word will not contain the book. So there is a quality of infinity, and no, no wonder we are speaking about God who became man. So the entire evangelic narrative has only touched the fringe of this vast manifestation. Just a few hours, few days of this incomparable life of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this actually will conclude our Bible study tonight and will conclude actually the Gospel of St. John. Uh, this way actually we finished all the New Testament books except one book, the Gospel of St. Luke. And next week, God willing, we'll start in the Gospel of, of St. Luke. And when actually we finish in the Gospel of St. Luke, thus we finished all the New Testament. And after this, we'll start on the Old Testament. Uh, let me give a quick summary in Arabic in, in just a few minutes. احنا النهارده درست الكتاب من انجيل يوحنا صح 21 من عدد 15 لغايه نهايه الاصحاح في بدايه الاصحاح كانت المعجزه على بحر الجليل او بحر طبريه هو نفس الاسم بتاع صيد السمك الكتير وده اتكلمنا عنها الاسبوع اللي فات بعد ما اكلوا بيقول فبعد ما تغدوا قال يسوع لسمعان بطرس يا سمعان ابن يونا اتحبني أكثر من هؤلاء قال له نعم يا رب أنت تعلم إني أحبك قال له إرعى خرافي قال له أيضا ثانية يا سمعان ابن يونا أتحبني قال له نعم يا رب أنت تعلم إني أحبك قال له إرعى غنمي قال له ثالثة يا سمعان ابن يونا أتحبني فحزن بطرس لأنه قال له ثالثة أتحبني فقال له يا رب أنت تعلم كل شيء أنت تعرف إني أحبك قال له يسوع إرعى غنم دياً بنسميها إعادة بطرس إلى رسوليته وهنا عايز أتكلم على كذا نقطة أولاً بحر الجليل ده المسيح لما دعا بطرس لأول مرة كان على بحر الجليل وكان برضو بيصطادوا سمك وكانوا برضو في المركب وكان معاه أندراوس ويوحنا ويعقوب ف النهاردة سيد المسيح لما بيعيد نفس الدعوة بيقول له إرعى غنمي إرعى خرافي فهنا أكيد بطرس افتكر الدعوة الأولى لما ربنا دعاه من ثلاث سنين فاتت وغير اسمه من سمعان لبطرس ولكن عشان بطرس أنكر المسيح فهنا ربنا دعاه بالاسم الأولاني قال له يا سمعان ابن يونا عايز, عايز يقول له أنت أنكرتني 
ولكن ربنا بيرجعه تاني للرسولية بتاعته أيضا زي ما قرينا في في الإصاح ده عادة تسعة لما خرجوا إلى الأرض نظروا جمرا موضوعا وسمكا موضوع عليه وخبز انتوا عارفين بطرس لما أنكر المسيح كان قاعد بيتدفع على برضو جمر ونار فالمنظر الثاني الجمر فكر بطرس بالإنكار لما أنكر المسيح لأن أنكر المسيح كان شايفه وصاده في وقت المحاكمة وقعد بيتدفع وأنكره ثلاث مرات هنا هو قاعد برضو قصاد الجمر الجمر موجود قصاده المسيح وقف قصاده فأكيد دياً رجعت لذهنه منظر الإنكار فبطرس كان في منظرين منظر الدعوة الأولى ثلاث سنين إرليار فاتوا يعني في ذات خدمة المسيح ومنظر الإنكار وهنا لما ربنا قال له يا سمعان أكيد حزت في قلب بطرس لما بقول له يا سمعان ابن يونا رجعوا الاسم الأولاني مالوش يا بطرس بطرس معناه صخرة عايز يقول لنا صخرة إيمانك ديا اتهزت يا بطرس وقت الخوف وأنكرتني ثلاث مرة ربنا أول مرة قال له أتحبني أكثر من هؤلاء مين أكثر من هؤلاء هؤلاء ده مولك ممكن يكون يقصد أنت بتحبني أكثر من شغلانتك وصدي السمك وأسرتك هتسيب كل حاجة ده من أجل وتتبعني ولا لا لكن في تفسير تاني أكثر من هؤلاء أكثر من التلاميذ لأن يوم خميس العهد بطرس قال له إيه قال له يا رب وإن أنكرك الجميع أنا لا أنكرك فربنا بيقول له طب أنت فعلا بتحبيني أكثر منهم ولا لا ربنا لما استخدم أنت عارفين الإنجيل يوحنا كتب باللغة اليونانية اللغة اليونانية فيها أكثر من كلمة لكلمة حب ففي كلمة أغابي وفيليا أغابي ده أعلى مستوى المحبة فيليا ده لو المحبة بين الأصدقاء المحبة بين الأصدقاء دي مشروطة يعني لو تحبيني أنا أحبك لكن الأغابي دي محبة غير مشروطة دي أعلى أنواع المحبة ربنا لما قال له أتحبني استخدم أغابي حتى لما تروه بالإبتي يقول لك إكئر أغابان إموي لكن بطرس لما جاوب ما قالوش أغابي قال له جي تي مي أمك ده إبت مش يوناني بس أنا بقول يعني حتى هنا يمكن العربي مش واضح فيها ولا الإنجليزي لكن إبت واضح الفرق بين الكلمتين فبطرس جاوب بتواضع قال له يا رب تعرف أنا بحبك يمكن أنا فعلا لسه ما وصلتش مستوى الأغابي ومستوى العالي لكن أنا بحبك يا رب على مستوى الفيليا مستوى الفيليا ف رح ربنا قال له إرعى خرافي هو الحقيقة هي يمكن أدق إرعى حملاني لأن لما تيك تشوفوا أول مرة ربنا قالوا إرعى الحملان تاني مرة قالوا الغنم وثالث مرة قالوا الغنم الحملان غير الغنم الحملان دولة الصغيرين الغنم الكبار فأكيد ربنا في الأول اقتمنوا أن هو يرعى الناس اللي هم لسه في بداية إيمانهم بالمسيح لكن تاني مرة وثالث مرة لما بطرس أكد على محبته ربنا اقتمنوا على درجة أعلى إن هو يرعى الغنم مش مجرد بس الحملان الصغيرة فقال له إرعى خرافي وهنا الحب هو شرط الرعاية محدش يقدر 
يقوم بدور الرعاية غير لو فعلا فعلا بيحب ربنا بعد كده ربنا كرر السؤال ده مرة تانية ومرة تالتة طبعا لما كرره ثلاث مرات بطرس زعل يقولك فحزن بطرس لأنه قال له ثالثة حزن لأني عارف أنه أنكر المسيح ثلاث مرات فدي بتفكره بإنكاره ثلاث مرات قال يا ترى هو ربنا بيشك في محبتي له عشان كده بيسألني ثلاث مرات فرح قال له بص يا رب ده أنت الله أنت تعرف كل شيء أنت عارف الحقيقة أي نعم أنا أنكرتك بس أنت لو دخلت قوة قلبي هتعرف يا رب أن أنا فعلا بحبك لو دخلت قوة قلبي أنت تعرف يا رب كل شيء أنت تعرف أني أحبك وهنا ربنا اقتمنوا على رعاية الغنم لما قال له أنت تعرف كل شيء أنت تعرف أني أحبك ربنا أول مرة قال له أتحبونه أكثر من هؤلاء تاني وثالث مرة ملوش أكثر من هؤلاء لأن ربنا الرد بتاعه بتواضع خلاص ربنا ما فيش دعب أنه يعمل مقارنة بينه وبين التلاميذ لأن خلاص بطرس رد هنا بتواضع على ربنا يسوع المسيح بعد كده ربنا قال له بقى على إزاي هو هيستشهد فرح قال له الحق الحق أقول لك لما كنت أكثر حداثة وانت لسه شاب صغير كنت تمنطق ذاتك وتمشي حيث تشاء عايز تروح في أي حتة منطق ذاته ويمشي ولكن متى شخت لما تكبر هتموت إزاي تمد يدك تمد يدك لأن بطرس مات مصلوب زي سيد المسيح منكس الرأس وآخر يمنطقك الناس اللي أيدوه في الصليب هم اللي منطقوه ويحملك حيث لا تشاء إلى الموت إلى الاستشهاد وإن كان برضو في تفسير تاني أن قبل ما أنت تتبعني كنت بتروح في أي حد زي ما أنت عايز إنما جيت دلوقتي بكامل إرادتك سلمت نفسك ليا مديت صلبت نفسك وصلبت إرادتك وبقيت تلميذ ليا وبتقول للإرادة الإلهية يا رب ماذا تريد مني أن أفعل احملني إلى أي مكان يا رب أنا مستعد أمشي معك قديس حنا بيفسر آية 18 بيقول قال هذا مشيرا إلى أي تميتة أن أي موت يعني كان مزمعا أن يمجد الله بها وهو فعلا الاستشهاد تمجيد لله احتمال الألم من أجل الله تمجيد لله مش كده اعتبر أن استشهاد بطرس ده هو مجد ربنا بهذا الاستشهاد وربنا بعد ما شرح له إلا هيحصل له ولما قال هذا قال له اتبعني في بداية الخدمة ربنا قال له اتبعني دلوقتي بيقول اتبعني في بداية الخدمة لما قال له اتبعني عايز يقول اتبعني في كواحد من الاثناشر في الخدمة لكن النهاردة لما بيقول اتبعني ما بيقولش بس اتبعني في الخدمة إنما بتبعني أيضا في طريق الصليب وطريق الموت وطريق زي ما أنا موت أنت هتموت شكد بطرس مات مصلوب زي السيد المسيح الحوار ده كان ما بين بطرس وسيد المسيح لكن يوحنا كان ماشي يعني من قريب منهم كده من مسافة فبطرس بص كده فلقى يوحنا ماشي يقولك فالتفت بطرس ونظر التلميذ الذي كان يسوع يحبه يتبعه وهو أيضا التلميذ ده الذي اتكأ على صدره اللي هو يوحنا وقت العشاء 
وقال يا سيد من هو الذي يسلم فلما رأى بطرس هذا قال ليسوع يا رب وهذا ما له <تصفيق> يعني يا رب أنا عارف أنت قلت لي دلوقتي أنا هموت إزاي يوحنا ده بقى هيموت إزاي تحس كده أن في غيرة يعني احنا عارفين يوحنا ده محبوب ده التلميذ اللي يسوع يحبه هيستشد زيي هيصلب زيي ولا هيموت موت عادية لأنك بتحبه يا رب فطبعا السؤال اللي سأله بطرس ده ما عجبش ربنا يسوع المسيح فرح ربنا رد عليه وقال له بص يا بطرس إن كنت أشاء أن يبقى حتى أجي فماذا لك اتبعني أنت أكن ربنا قال له أنت بتتدخل في أمور غيرك ليه وليه أنت تسمح للغيرة تخش في قلبك طب إيه رأيك بقى لو أنا خليت يوحنا ده ما يموتش خالص مش بس ما يموتش مستشهد لا ما يموتش خالص ده يضايقك في إيه أنا بقولك اتبعني عندك استعداد أنت لسه بتقول يا رب تعلم أنه أحبك عندك استعداد أنك تتبعني عندك استعداد تتبعني حتى للصليب ولا لأ ولا غيران اتبعني أنت ف بطرس هنا يعني إنجاز التعبير ربنا كده يعني وبخه كده سنة كده على الغيرة الموجودة عنده ف بطرس لما كتب الرسالة بتاعته في الرسالة الأولى كتب حاجة جميلة قوي قال إيه قال فلا يتألم أحدكم كقاتل أو سارق أو فاعل شر أو متداخل في أمور غيره يعني لما تحط الأربعة مع بعض قاتل سارق فاعل شر دولت يعني خطايا كبيرة قوي متداخل في أمور غيره ما احنا كلنا بنتدخل في أمور الناس التانية بس بطرس لأنه توبخ هنا فحطها على نفس المستوى بتاع قاتل وسارق وفاعل شر ودي تبين لنا ان احنا في حياتنا ما لناش علاقة ما عادش اقول اشمعنا ده وده حصل يعني احنا احيانا كلمة اشمعنا دين بتتعبنا نلاقي مثلا حاجة حصلت في كنيسة الله اشمعنا ابونا عامل فلان بطريقة دين واشمعنا اختاروا فلان للخدمة اليوم اختارونيش انا واشمعنا ابونا زار فلان ومزارنيش انا واشمعنا 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 ربنا يعني ما عجبتوش دي مع بطرس ووقف عند حد قال انت مالكش علاقة مالكش علاقة بالحتة دي لما ربنا قال ان كنت اشاء ان يبقى حتى اجي التلاميذ سمعوا الكلمة دي فافتكروا ان يوحنا مش هيموت خالص بس يوحنا وضح في اية 23 الف ذاع هذا القول بين الاخوة ان ذلك تلميذ لا يموت ولكن لم يقل يسوع أنه لا يموت ربنا فعلا ما هو مرش أنه مش يموت ده قال له إن كنت أشاء بل إن كنت أشاء أنه يبقى حد أجيء فماذا لك وفعلا يوحنا اتنيح أي نعم يوحنا اتألم واتنفى في جزيرة بطمس لكن يوحنا الوحيد من التلاميذ السيد المسيح لم يستشهد ومات في شيخوخة يعني قعد لغاية آخر القرن الأول بعد كده يوحنا آخر أيتين بيقول هذا هو التلميذ الذي يشهد بهذا وكتب هذا فبيقول أنا اللي كتبته ده أنا كنت شاهد عيان يعني أنا مش سمعت لا ده أنا شاهد عيان وكتبت ونعلم أن شاهدته حق وهنا بيقول يعني أنا بوعدكم أن أنا كل اللي كتبته ده هو الحق أنا ماليش مصلحة أن أنا أكتب حاجات عن يسوع غلط إيه مصلحة في كده ولكن أي جميلة قوي 
يعني أي واحد من البشر تقدر تكتب حياته كلها لكن جه يوحنا قال إيه وأشياء أخر كثيرة صنعها يسوع إن كتبت واحدة واحدة فلست أظن أن العالم نفسه يسع كتب مكتوبة أمين لأن يسوع ده مش شخص عادي ده هو الله الكلمة الكلمة صار جسدا الله الذي صار إنسانا فلو قعدنا نكتب كل كلماته وكل معجزاته وكل أقواله وكل شيء عمله العالم فعلا لن يسع الكتب المكتوبة كيف غير المحدود تحده في كتب كيف لكن زي ما يوحنا ذكر في الإصحاح اللي فات إصحاح عشرين إن اللي كتبه ده هو انتقى شوية حاجات كتبها وسجلها لنا لكي نؤمن أن يسوع هو المسيح أن يسوع هو المسيح وبالإيمان ده يكون لنا حياة أبدي أنا كده خلصنا إنجيل يوحنا من بلاد الأسبوع الجاي هنبتدي في إنجيل لوقا البايبل الصادي بتاعتنا لإلهنا المجد الدائم إلى الأبد Amen.